Welcome to the Highway Church Podcast. We're excited that you would join us today and hope you're encouraged by the message you hear. If you'd like to know more, visit our website, highway.com.au. If you were here the last time I spoke, uh, I preached a message called Follow Me. And you know, it's the very words that Jesus spoke to his disciples. And it's the very responsibility of every believer in Jesus Christ to follow him. To follow him. And I've noticed that, that when you're following someone, you, you, know, you must go at the pace they're going. Otherwise, you're going to run into the back of them. Who's ever done that? Ever gone walking and flipped the shoe of the person in front? And, I, mean, not, I mean, deliberately. That's just fun, isn't it? To do that. But... Or the, the other thing is that you go so slow that you basically lose track of who you're following. But the, the, the worst thing, the worst thing is that when you're following someone, the worst thing you can do is just stop. Just stop. Because eventually they, they disappear out of sight and, and you're lost. And I want you to run that parallel in, in following Jesus because distraction leads to destruction. When you're following Christ on the path, if you get distracted from that or you begin to stop and, and you lose track of, of where God is taking and whatever, it, it, it ends up in destruction. You know, I think the best law of late... And, who knows, we've got enough laws. We've got laws for everything. But I think the best one of late is the one where you get fined now if you touch your mobile phone while you're driving. I reckon that's a good law. I reckon it's a brilliant law. Absolutely brilliant. Because I know before that law came in that from time to time I, I actually was tempted to see who that text message was from. Because, you know, I'm always ready for, if Ann needs, I'm always ready to go, you know. That's my role as a husband. I'm there. I'm, and so I'm always sort of on call. Um, and so there's been many times I've picked up my phone, had a look at it and gone, whoa, who's done that? Be honest. You've done it. Absolutely. And I'll tell you what, it scared me. It scared me because it could have ended badly. And as Pastor Zan preached the other week, he said, you know, where your focus is, you know, is where your direction is. I mean, if you're looking in a certain direction, that's, that's where you're going. Nobody sort of goes that way, looking that way. It just, it just doesn't work. If your eyes are looking to the left, then that's the direction you're going to go. And the people that you see wandering from lane to lane, you know, you can almost guarantee they're texting. Guaranteed they're texting. You can t- it's erratic. They're, they're, not, they're not keeping track of where they're going, and it's dangerous. That's my point. It's dangerous. Put it in a spiritual context, it's dangerous. It's dangerous, not just for you, but for your generations. Because where you're focused, that's where you're leading them. Psalm 119, 105 says, The word is a lamp to, for my feet, and a light for my path. So let me illustrate this. Can we have those, those lights off? 
this, this is basically what that scripture says. It's a lamp to my feet and it's a light to my path. And, and you've got to notice that there's not a lot of peripheral. That if you're focused on following his feet, if you're focused on following the feet of Jesus, this is what it looks like. Doesn't mean I'm looking over here, I'm looking over there and I'm walking blind. No, no, no. I, his word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Thanks, guys. So if you look at this in context, there's no room for distraction here. There's no room to take your eyes off the focus upon his feet. The path's not very wide. The light only goes to the length of the path, the width of the path. Outside of that is, is danger territory. So I've got to keep my focus so I can see where God wants me to go. And this is very important for Christians today. Very important for Christians today. I've never seen so many distractions as I have today. There's so many distractions away from the cause, away from the call. I mean, <coughs> I mean, this virus has caused so much fear, so much fear to run rampant in believers. Now, we've got to use wisdom, absolutely. We've got to be smart and, and, and obey the laws, and, you know, but... Our faith is in God. Our faith is in God. Never lose sight of that. So many have stalled in their faith. But this isn't the time to pull back. This is a time for the church to arise. Victorious, strong, bold, deliberate, focused. That's our destiny. This is it. The darker it gets, the brighter we shine. But the city on a hill that can't be hidden, you can't, you can't shake us. This is our time. This is what we thrive in. Because as we learned last time that we're yoked with Jesus. I want you to turn to uh, my favorite passage, one of my favorite passages in the Bible, in the book of Nehemiah. I love Nehemiah. I reckon he was a cool guy. Verse chapter 6, Nehemiah, when the word came to Sanballat, Tobiah, and Gresham, the Arab, and the rest of our enemies, that I had rebuilt the wall and not a gap was left in it, though up to that time I'd not yet set the doors in the gates, Sanballat and Gresham sent me this message. Come, let us meet together in one of the villages on the plain of Ono. Everyone say, oh no. That's right. It wasn't, oh no. But they were scheming to harm me. So I sent messages to them with this reply. I am carrying on a great project and cannot go down. Why should the work stop while I leave it and go down to you? I love that. Love this guy. Four times they sent me the same message and each time I gave them the same answer. Then the fifth time, Sam Ballot sent his aide to me with the same message. In, and in his hand was an unsealed letter in which was written. And it goes on about some dialogue to be able to, to try and distract him. Three things 
right? We're following Jesus. We're focusing on his feet. The first one is you've got to keep that focus. You've got to keep that focus. In verse 3, he said, I am carrying on a great work. It's carrying on. Don't try and stop me. Don't try and stop me. I'm carrying on a great work. See, he was an outsider, Nehemiah. He was brought up in the palace. He was in the lap of luxury. And yet he gave it all away because he had this dream. He had this dream. Come on. He came to the people and said, come on, let's rebuild this wall. Let's rebuild this. What he was really saying was, come on, let's rebuild our dignity. Let's get our nation back. We were once a people that were, were, were proud and had, had you know, the, the power of God working for us. Not some scattered, exiled bunch of losers. Come on, there's a better call upon our life. He had a mission. He had the authority of the king. You've got to know that. The king sent him with the authority to do what he needed to do. And he'd begun a good work. And the only thing, the only thing that could have stopped him was focusing on the distraction that was being offered up to him right now. It was, it was all happening. He had it moving. He had it rolling. It was building. The only thing that could have stopped him was if he allowed himself to get distracted. I love what Paul said to the Philippian church in chapter 1, verse 3 to 6. He said, I thank my God every time I remember you. In all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. There's the authority. There's the authority of the king upon your life. There's the permission we need to rise up and be all we need to be. Being confident, he who began a good work in you will carry it on. Will carry it on. Look, I, I don't know how long you've been a believer. I don't know how long. But on that day, on that day you said yes to Jesus, he gave you a mission. He reached out, he picked you up, and he placed your feet upon a path. Upon a path your destiny, your purpose in God. And every day since then, the enemy has brought a distraction after distraction after distraction to draw you away from that path. You know it's true. You know. You, you, you make a decision. You know what? I'm going to get up and pray. What happened? Something happens. Something comes out. One of the kids is sick. Something else happens. You know, like, to steal you away, to rob you away from the destiny that he has for you. <coughs> but we must keep focus. We must keep focus. Keep focus on the feet of Jesus in front of you. You know, I've, I've watched and in this season I've seen many believers get distracted. Many believers get distracted from the mission that's on their life. 
It's what they hear. It's what they see on the internet. And so much of it, I've got to tell you, is rubbish. From people no one's ever heard of come up with this revelation or whatever and it's not even biblical. And somehow it, it triggers something within our flesh that go, wow, whoa, gee, oh, whiz. Rubbish. You know, don't get distracted by all of this end time stuff. I'm serious. I've heard so much in this season that is absolute garbage. Don't get distracted by it. Look, if you believe it's the end times and you're not ringing every family member, every work friend, every person that you know and pleading with them, if you believe this is the last days, and you're not pleading with every single person you meet to come to Jesus, then you really don't believe it's the last days. Amen? Is that a fair comment? You know, I mean, if we really believe that stuff, then we would not, we would sell everything and get the gospel out there in the shortest possible time that we have if we really believed it. That's just the way it is. But it's just a distraction. Now, the end times will come, absolutely. But if it robs us of living now, whenever that time is, we're not going to be ready for it. I don't think it's going to be a trick question we have to answer for the end times. I think it'll be those who are faithful and those who are distracted. The ones who are faithful, money's in the bank. The ones distracted, I don't know the rules on that. But I don't think it's good. Keep focus, keep focus. And the reason for that is you're too valuable. You are too valuable. Look at verse 3. I am carrying on a great project. A great project. This isn't just some religious exercise we do because we're kind of kumbaya nice people. This is a great project. Building the kingdom of God is a great project. Building the body of Christ, reaching every broken, hurting, wounded person we can reach is a great project. And I tell you, folks, you're part of that. You are the most valuable part of that. Never forget that. Nehemiah, you know, he was pretty quick to send this reply (laughs) over and over again. He knew he was too valuable to step down. The work was, it was happening. That's what got them all worried. It was happening. They were building and the enemy was scared. This was not a man-made idea. This was a God direction. As a matter of fact, he, he never even had the liberty to step down. Because he was on a mission from God. And the reason that he didn't step down was because there were lives at stake. There were generations, not born yet, that were going to reap the benefit of the security of those walls for God's people. It was a great work. It was a great work. He was called to build for generations. He was given a promise. 
They were scattered like dust. They were God's people scattered. And he called them to come back. You know, as I said last time, you know, you are the only advertising for the gospel that God has. You are the only advertising for the gospel that God has. Can we have those, those signs up there? I showed you last time I spoke there. There's that sign. You know, Jesus is the answer. That's our answer, right? What's the other sign? Jesus is the answer. It's the same message. But which church are you going to? Which one do you think is on mission? Which one do you think is attractive, that stands out, that's going to make a difference? The one with weeds growing up in it or the one that stands boldly on a hill and says, join us, we have a purpose, we change lives. We rescue humanity. This is a great work. And you're too valuable to do nothing. Your life as a believer is far too valuable to let it be destroyed. You see, God's plan for you was that you would flourish. His plan for you is that, is that you would be the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. You know that scripture, more than conquerors. That's his plan for you. Why? Because that's attractive. That's attractive to the world. You've got a person with, with moral character, with a no-compromise attitude, not arrogant, just solid in what I believe and refuse to be swayed. I live with purpose. I live with direction. Tell you what, that's, that's attractive to a crazy world spun out. There's a strength in that. There's a power in that. And God wants you to flourish so that you, you know, to prosper you, to make you whole. And you know I'm going to preach out of John 10.10. 10. You've been around here long enough. You know this scripture off by heart. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that you may have life and have it to the full. You know I love that scripture. I prophesy that over you. I speak that into your heart right now, that you will have life and life to the full. Because that's his plan for us. That's what every father wants for their children, amen? What every parent wants for their children, a full life. The good news is that he... He can equip us, enable us, because we're far too valuable to his mission, his call. Paul tells us uh, in Ephesians four twenty-two to 24, he said, You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off the old self, which has been corrupted by his deceitful desires, to be made new in the attitude of your minds, to put on the new self, created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. Wow. Can you see how valuable you are? Can you see the vision God has of you? Not scattered, not tossed, not dust to be trodden under. No. You have a purpose, a destiny. 
that we put on that new self, the only thing that can derail our calling, derail our mission, is if we allow ourselves to be distracted. The devil can't do it. He can't stop you. You're unstoppable to the kingdom of darkness. He can't touch you. You're the only one that can derail your destiny by allowing yourself to be distracted. So let's ask the question. Have we swayed off the path? Through this crazy, mixed-up, weird season over the last few years that we've been going through, have you swayed off the path? Have we lost our sense of value as a Christian? Have we put off the old self and been renewed in our thinking? You know that old self is not your friend. It's not your friend. I am not my friend. I'm not. I said to the Lord one day, I said, Lord, why is it so hard? Like spiritually I get it, spiritually I, I, I love it, I, you know, but my flesh... Stuff comes up and I do the wrong thing and it's like, why is, why is it so hard? Why am I working against myself? And then this idea came in my head, it's because my flesh is staying here. My flesh ain't going to heaven, that's my spirit. My spirit's going to heaven. So my flesh said, well, if I'm not going, I'm not helping. So ha, ha, ha. So if I'm not going to eternity, why am I going to help you? I'm going to make it harder for you. So. Real mature. It's going to dust. We can't. It. It's in a box, people. It's the spirit that goes on to eternity. So it's, a, it's not my friend. It's not helping. It wants all of my time. It wants all of my finance. It wants all of my, my mental, you know, ability. My emotional quotient. I read that somewhere. I don't know what it means, but it sounded really cool. <laughs> to go to dust. God says, no, you're too valuable for that. You're too valuable for that. Don't listen to you. You can't be trusted. Listen to me. He says, follow the feet. Just follow the feet. It's not hard. Just follow the feet. And whatever he says, do it. Whatever he says, do it. Get rid of that old self. Get rid of that old self and, and then create a new way of thinking. Get rid of the stinking thinking. Create a new way of thinking. Because you're too valuable to be distracted. So what do we do? Number three tonight, we've got to make a stand. I've been preaching for 27 years in this church, and I tell you, I, don't, I probably can't count the amount of times I've made this a point. 
make a stand. Because <clears throat> it all starts with this. It all starts with the decision. Your life change, your future, your destiny comes from one decision. Every time, every time. Will you make a stand? Will you make a stand? Look at verse 4. It says, There four times they sent me the same message, and each time I gave them the same answer. Four times. Now, they tried four times for him to crack and go, oh, well, okay, since you persist. No, he sent them the same message. I'm not coming. I'm too valuable to be distracted by your rubbish. I'm sticking it out. Now, these guys were either very dumb or they knew something about the human nature. Because I've, I've noticed that, one, you know, you, you, just because you say no once doesn't mean you're going to say no next time. Is that true? That's just human nature. That's the power of our flesh. Just ask any child, I'll tell you. You know, they know that they've worked mum and dad out early. That if you persist, if you annoy them enough, they'll give in. It's how kids roll. It's in them. It's the DNA of, of the fall. It's the way it is. Because people are governed by seasons of life instead of the word of God. So, I, you know, the, the seasons dictate my response when it always should be the Word of God that dictates my response. You know, you just got to get a distracted parent and you, you, you got it. I mean, if, if, if any of the children really want something, they'll ask Dad on Saturday when he's watching the football. And it's like, hey, Dad, hey, can, hey, Dad, can I go swim with the sharks? Yeah, yeah, son, but just, you know, don't be late home. Why could Dad? He would never let him swim with the sharks if he was thinking. Except Dan's dad. <laughs> the sharks all the time. You know what I mean? When you're distracted, you make, you make silly decisions. You know, over the years when things go great, I've seen people that say, oh, how are you going? It's like things are great, it's like fantastic. Just champions of the faith. Champions of the faith. But then in another season, in another season, a bad season, they retreat back to the default line. Back to their default line, wherever that is. But our security always should be in the Lord, no matter what the season. Because God has not changed. And the price that Jesus paid has not diminished in no measure. I want to tell you about one of my heroes in the Bible. One of my heroes. He's one of David's mighty men. I mean, I love this guy. Second Samuel 23, 11 and 12. It says, next to him was Shammah, son of Agi, the Hararite. When the Philistines banded together at a place where there was a field of lintels, Israel's troops fled from them. 
Now, I kind of get it if they didn't want to protect a field of lintels. I mean, had it have been a, a paddock of prime beef cattle, I think I'll lift up my sword, you know, like. But lintels, I don't know. It says here, but Shammah took his stand in the middle of the field. He defended it and struck the Philistines down, and the Lord brought a great victory. I love this guy. I love it. Shammah took his stand, and the Lord brought the, the victory. It's that simple. It didn't say that Shammah brought the victory. It said he just took his stand and the Lord brought the victory. Some of the greatest victories you will ever have is when you just make a stand. And then the Lord brings the victory. Just make a stand. No thanks, I'm a Christian. I will not compromise. No, I don't believe that. The Bible tells me otherwise. You make a stand and the Lord brings the victory. It's incredibly powerful. You've got to make a stand. And it's time to get back on the path. Time to get back on the path. Make, make a stand tonight. Make a decision tonight. Maybe you, you have wandered outside of the, you know, the path zone. You got distracted. I mean, it, it happens. But make a stand tonight. Get back on the path. Keep watching his feet. Keep living the life and purpose that he's planned for you the day you said yes. Because you're far too valuable for You're too valuable for the plan and purpose of God in this hour, in this generation. Don't get distracted by the season we're in. We are the church. We are the body of Christ. We rise up in faith. We shine brighter in any darkness. Make a stand and make it today. Amen. Why don't you bow your head for me? Just have, I just want you to have a think. just want you to go over this message in your head a little bit. Because I know the Holy Spirit. He is faithful and he loves you. And through this message, he, he, would have, he would have said something. You would have noted it like, oh, yeah. Something would have come to mind, right, you know, about maybe a distraction, maybe where you left the path, maybe where there's some confusion or make a stand. Make a stand. I'm not. I'm not thinking that way anymore. Make a stand. I, I am not wasting any more time. Now make a stand. I, I, I'm sick of being inconsistent in my life with the things of God. Make a stand. Make a stand. I promise you, you make that stand, the Lord will bring the victory. You look back in five years or, or three years from this night and you'll go, man, I can't believe how my life has changed. I can't believe how it's got better and better and better. It just seems to be like I'm favoured or something. And that would be the truth. 
That would be the truth. Because you're too valuable, church. You're too valuable. Father, I thank you for each one here tonight. I pray. I pray that your words will, will be embedded in their heart like stone and concrete. That it will never be removed. That each one will rise up with whatever they need. A new vigor, a new strength, a new determination, a new purpose. Because you've given us permission. And Lord, tonight right across this room, I pray there would be hearts that would make us stand. That would make us stand tonight, now. Not next week, not maybe when this situation's over or all that circumstances change, maybe then. No, now. Now, make a stand. You know, there might be people that have never said yes for the first time to God. Do it tonight. Can I ask you? Do it tonight. Do it now. Just put your, if that's you, just put your hand up and I'll, I'll give you a wave back. And Just so I know it's you. Just tell me. Thank you, Dad. Somebody else. Come on, make a stand. Somebody else. Come on, there's, been, there's another two. There's another two in this room. Come on, we're ready. You just give me your wave. Just put it up. I'll see it, and then I'm going to pray for you specially tonight. You want life, you want life to the full. I can show you how to do that. Come on, put your hand up. Let me see it. Come on, where are you? Two more. Two more. Over there, thank you. Well, another one. There's one more. Where are you? One more and I'll pray for you, the three of you. Where are you? Give me, come on, give me a wave. Don't miss out on this. If you're feeling really kind of nervous right now or... or churning on the inside. That's just the Holy Spirit saying, hey, it's you. You're the one. I've been waiting for you. Thank you, sir. Lord, I pray for those three that put their hands up. I pray, Lord, that tonight they make a stand. Tonight it all changes. Now, circumstances and situations may be there, but in those situations and circumstances, they've changed. They've changed. They've made their stand. Lord, you bring the victory. They made their stand. You bring the victory. They may not even understand or know what's going on, but you are in control of everything. And they've acknowledged you and you will acknowledge them. We thank you for that, Lord. We give you praise. We give you praise. Come on, put your hands together. Let's praise the Lord tonight. Thank you, team. Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you'd like to get in contact with us or find out more about Highway Church, go to highway.com.au.